best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partners in crime, Nate, <laughs> negative Nate Green, and Jared Timms, um, who also takes a lot of heat for a show Yotani takes. Do you want to go ahead and start one off today, Jared? Just want to go? Yeah, Shohei Yotani should have won the MVP. That's one people will like, though. I was waiting for you to give me one that people wouldn't like. Oh, uh, the Angels should trade Shohei Yotani. Angels shouldn't bring back Shohei Yotani. Fair enough. Fair you get enough. You get this out of the way early. We get like talking Shohei Otani out of the way early like this. YouTube algorithms, fantastic. YouTube AI, they love it. Comment early. Let us let us know how bad you hate our Shohei Otani takes. Trust me, I do it all. Right. Marketing. Fair enough. All right. So in the news today, because there is no free agency news, 
And I, I'm kind of blown away. You guys want, I may just actually just start this thing and let you two go because I'm just going to sit here and go, okay, balls. So we want to talk about today, balls. In particular, according to the insider, uh, Radford William Davis writes, Major League Baseball used at least two types of balls this year. It goes so wrong. And evidence points to a third. So, first off, for the casual fans, why, why does this matter? Who wants to start this? Nate? This, uh, take it away, Nate. Yeah. You want to yeah, go sure. Go. A lot of fun for me being a pitcher. So, um, they did use a couple different baseballs this year. It was pretty obvious. Um, it seemed like in primetime games that were televised and it was a big deal. They, they wanted the balls juice. They wanted um, baseballs to fly all over the place. They wanted home runs because that's what people pay to see, according to Rob Manfred and, you know, his antics. And then the, the MLB was also trying to get away from all of the home runs and wanted to get back to the dead ball era. So they were trying to kind of put both of those together. The reason they wanted to go back to the dead ball as well is for, because they really cracked down on the sticky stuff from the pitchers. So the dead ball is a lot easier for the pitchers to throw. It gives them a little bit more control. Um, and, and it just, it kind of evens things out for everyone that there needs to be a happy median, which there is, but the, MLB didn't want to use that because uh, the home runs weren't as wild with the happy medium ball. But so nevertheless, that that was the big deal is like pitchers wanted to be able to throw the baseball without because they weren't allowed to use sticky stuff. They wanted hitters to hit, but they didn't want pitchers to be upset with without using sticky stuff. So there was a issue that Manfred had run into because he cracked down on the sticky stuff. So now he had to use a different baseball, and now he's into three different baseballs, which is going to be a big deal, especially when we start talking about what you mentioned already, Shohei Otani in the MVP race. And when were teams getting some of these juice balls? When were some of these teams getting dead balls? And it's really going to bring up a really interesting point. And Jared's got some point, some stuff to talk about on this. So, Jared, what else you want to add to that? Yeah, so you, you look at this, and this started. This isn't just something that has started this last year by any means. This has been going on for years. They say since 2017-ish. I would assume that tampering, tampering, uh, baseballs has probably gone on for quite some time. Um, ever since you know you you could do it. Um, so MLB cracks down on the pitchers for using the sticky stuff. You know we we've we've been over this multiple of multiple of multiple of times. Um, the, the biggest thing for me and, and, you know, it's not the fact that Shohei like putting an asterisk on the MVP by any means, because they were feeding the Yankees, the juice balls more often. And, and again, bring it back a little bit more for the casual fans. They say three different baseballs were being used. They were using dead balls. They were using the Goldilocks balls, which are right in the middle. And they were using the, uh, juiced balls, which, the juice balls were proven to be handed out with the instead of the MLB logo, which I guess you can kind of see um, the commemorative logo one. So the Angels had the 50th anniversary ball. It would have been something like that. Now, they didn't do it during the 50th anniversary, or the I think now 60th anniversary, um, because that's when, you know, the, the, it wasn't a big deal. However, this year, one in particular, Texas Rangers. Uh, they weighed that ball. They saw how tight the laces were on that ball. And 
they did find a pattern that those balls were, you know, juiced in a sense. Uh, Primetime balls as well. Those balls that we see on ESPN, the ESPN games, the the big games, the primetime games, those balls were being uh, juiced a little bit tighter, strung um, a little bit. You know, they're able to be hit a little bit farther. Pitchers are leaving them over the plate a little bit more, less less grip on those balls so that home runs go up as well as. And this gets us into the point that Shohei Otani, whatever argument we want to make, because I know we'll talk about this, possibly should have won the MVP because they were feeding Aaron Judge and the Yankees these juiced balls as well so that Aaron Judge could hit all of those home runs. Not so that necessarily he could do it right off the bat, but I would assume once he got to 50, 60 Hold on, pause, 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 pause. Go on. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude here. What is your evidence to state that they were giving Aaron Judge the juice balls versus. There's a whole study. The the whole insider. There's a whole. They went and got balls. So it's from... in the article itself. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to tell people to do. Yes. Yes. So absolutely. What what's going to happen? What we need to do is when we put this podcast out, it's got to be linked in there. Mm-hmm. But they're according to their study, they're saying Aaron Judge got the juice balls, which means they rigged everything. Yep. And if you, in fact, actually, if you look at starts that. Garrett Cole made in the second half of the season. His ERA was about a five, I think, in that second half because of those juiced baseballs and because they were giving him those uh, those juice balls. So, yeah, Yankees pitchers were actually, you know, really not benefiting from this. But this also brings up an interesting point down the road is that Shohei Otani also had a fantastic, fantastic pitching streak down the road and uh, down the stretch, you know, not giving up a whole lot of runs, striking out a lot of guys. Um, inconsistent, consistent starts. So you start wondering then, did MLB feed him the dead balls so that, you know, he had a better grip on the ball so that, you know, he didn't give up as many runs. You have a storyline down the road. So the argument can go both ways, Nate. I know you probably wanted to bring that argument in as well, but no, no, I'll bring it in too, you. because I think that's it's, I, I think it's a valid, it's a valid argument. No study was done for the angels. Um, but they did find that Obviously, they threw juice balls in postseason games in those big games so that everybody, you know, more runs were scored. Um, and then down the, down the stretch after the All-Star break, more Yankee games got that juice ball as well. So it brings up, you know, a very interesting point. Do you put an asterisk on this home run? Do you put an asterisk on 62 home runs, this new record, new record now that, now that I air quote, because the balls were tampered? You don't even put an asterisk next to Barry Bonds' home run, so get out of here with the asterisk crap. But um, what what I want to talk about, you see where the, the deuce balls come, come into effect. A lot of it st- stems from primetime games, like games that are on TV that we talked about, right? Postseason games, you saw a lot of juice balls. Um, and Sunday night baseball, you saw juice balls. You saw like the MLB games that had juice balls. Like That was when it was a big deal because people are watching. Aaron Judge got a lot of juice balls late is what it looks like. It looks like it really started August, uh, right after the All-Star break. So roughly August and September is when it really started. But um, I I honestly think part of it, too, is is the MLB wanted a storyline. And I know this is going to be like, oh, but but there was so much to talk about. There, there really wasn't much to talk about in September. You know, there was the, the Braves-Mets um, race for first place. And after that, there was nothing. It was Aaron Judge doing his things and Shohei Otani doing his things. And that was it. And honestly, even the Braves-Mets thing, like, 
yeah, it was a cool story, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Like both teams were going to the playoffs no matter what. Both teams were um were going to host whether they were the in the wild card game or not, they were hosting something. And and it was just like, okay, all the MLB could talk about was Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani because there wasn't really too many storylines. And we kind of had said that going into the year. A lot of people, not just us, adding the extra wildcard team is going to make it a lot easier to get in. And some of these, you're either going to be in for sure or you're not going to be in at all. And we saw the effects of that. And I think that's part of the reason why they wanted to juice the balls for the Yankees, especially going down the road, because they want a judge to break that record and get there because now there's something for them to talk about. On top of it, a lot of games that judge played in were on TV because he was close to that record. So again, they want more runs scored in these games because they don't want casual fans to watch the game and be like, all right, this is boring at zero, zero going into the seventh inning again. I'm not seeing any action. Most casual fans aren't there to watch pitcher duels. They're there to watch balls get hit out of the yard. Balls get hit super hard. They love watching Joe Carlos and they love watching Aaron judge. Um, it's not a big deal to them to see, you know, Garrett Cole go out there, strike out 13 and give up two hits in seven innings. Like that's just, it's cool, but it's not as cool as watching Aaron judge hit one 480 feet or Giancarlo Stanton hitting one 120 miles an hour. So I, I think MLB was trying to do something to just get the casual fan more involved. I'll say there's a problem. Go for it. There's a problem with that. Um, it goes along with the same kind of argument we had with the rule changes before. I won't even say argument discussion more or less. I don't think we had much of an argument, you know, that you're starting to mess with the integrity again, the more you manipulate it, you know, and this goes beyond, okay, the debate stage. Like if you are, if, if what this article is saying is true, then you are, you are beyond debate you are at the point where you have manipulated the integrity of the game to benefit one type of player over another to benefit one team in one market over another team in another market and that is in incredibly well i mean i mean can i give any strong word incredibly moral um and and really brings the question the credibility of anybody who's running this league now that said I want to back up the asterisk thing. Um, I've been a long believer that Barry Bond should be in the Hall of Fame. I believe that that there should not be an asterisk by his name for the sole purpose of they what found cream on him. He wasn't he was a bad guy, right? He was a bad guy. Nobody liked him. I get it. His head grew a whole size. I mean, I know. Listen, I I get the I get the visual evidence. I get they found cream on him, but we also know there's plenty of people who've taken roids whose heads didn't grow at a whole head size. And two, we don't know who was on the stuff during this era. So how could you make that case? We have people who cheated left and right before the steroids era. Cheated all the time, got away with it. Absolutely. So how can you make that judgment call for one era over the other? Well, especially and he in was that still era. the you best. Have guys, of you have guys era. in the Hall of Fame that you don't even know are are clean. Like Pudge was was hey is he is he clean? Um, Piazza is he clean? Like there was those rumors of are those guys clean? David Ortiz is not clean. We know that for a fact, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So there there's a bunch of this. What's the difference? Issues. He was likable. Yes, that's, that's, the, that's only the only flipping thing. difference. And mm-hmm. then you have, and then the other end of it, you have guys 
in the Hall of Fame from eons ago who we know cheated, spitball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We know they are doctoring baseballs. We know they are doing stuff with the bat. And they're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so it's it's I get tired of and this goes across all sports. Baseball writers, football writers are always Hall of Fames. They are the arbiters. They, they, they invoke their morality on what belongs in the Hall of Fame and what doesn't, when all that should really matter is what did you accomplish? And how did you accomplish it? What error? They're, they're taking out all the consideration and because you didn't like the guys on it. So the same thing for a judge. Should there be an asterisk? No. Should we be complaining about this? Yes. Should we demand a cavalry from Major League Baseball? Yes. But in my view, you know. But like Jared said, who who's to say they didn't, you know, do things the opposite way for the Angels and make things exactly. a lot? Exactly. But and, we don't have that study, do we? No. And we've seen both teams, whatever game the Yankees were playing, both teams were using the same baseballs. It was not like, oh, Aaron Judge is at the plate. Let's put – uh, an iffy ball in here for his AB. And then let's take all those baseballs out and put, you know, the dead baseballs in for the other team. Like we weren't playing with deflate gate footballs here. Everyone's playing the same baseballs, whether it's the Astros hitting, whether it's the Yankees hitting, whether it's the Red Sox, whoever's hitting at this time, they're all using the same baseballs. Now, some teams might get the baseballs a little bit more than others, whatever, but it is what it is. Like they're playing on a pretty even playing field, when it comes to that specific game, maybe the numbers aren't the same according to like overall statistics between the Yankees and the angels or the Mariners or some of these teams like that. But the game that is being played between the Yankees and the Astros or the Yankees and the, the Rays, whoever you want to put them against, like they're both playing with the same baseballs. The only issue is you, you have quotes from pitchers in here, like Verlander and Bassett and other guys like that who are saying, I can tell the difference. The first inning, the ball feels great. Third inning, the ball sucks. Fourth inning, the ball feels good. Fifth inning, it's okay. And it's just like to have that in a game, like it should be all or none. Like we shouldn't play this stupid game of, all right, well, let's put some dead balls in and some juice balls in. No, just either put all juice balls in, all Goldilock balls in, or all or all dead balls in. Like we want the pitchers to have – as close to the same baseball as possible because we want them to have a, an even game. We, we don't want them to be like, oh, I've got great control today, and, you know, I can go in on a guy. They go in on him in the first inning. All of a sudden, third inning, they got a, they got a bad baseball. They, they hit a guy near the head, neck area, and everyone's losing their mind because the guy's like, I had a different baseball. Like, what, what do I know? So, I don't know. That That's the one thing that really frustrates me is that there are so many different balls in one game. But the fact that they're using different baseballs, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, when it when it comes down to it, and I'll I'll say this, and I kind of ended on this. Um, and this is not a popular uh, a popular opinion, but steroids save baseball. I mean, we me and Nate weren't biggest of fans at that time. We were young. Derek, I think you can, in a sense, attest to this. Steroids, steroids, in a sense save baseball i know that's a very unpopular opinion nate you brought it up it the the balls brought different stories to the season so shohei otani was getting more dead balls it brought unbelievable stories and it brought people in to watch this one guy pitch same thing with aaron judge they gave him more juice balls it brought in a story it brought more fans in more people talking about it um 
it's fantastic that it happened on Apple TV, by the way. Um, if it did, I, I think it did, right? Or it was no, going to. The no, game before was, was on to, Apple. Was, he was on. He had 61 at the time, and they showed yeah. two straight games on Apple TV because they were playing the Red Sox. Spec- and then they went to Texas, and it was on MLB Network. He hit the home run. It was great. Spe- spectacular that it was on Apple TV and that they're using these juice balls, and nobody want, nobody want almost nobody was able to see it. Um However, yes, I, I I think, you know, again, steroids saved baseball. I think this created stories. I think this was it, – it's not good for baseball, and I'm shocked that this story isn't getting out more and more, and, and MLB is denying it. But this, again, I wouldn't say save baseball, but it makes baseball a little bit more interesting, especially down the road, especially if they're feeding Shohei Otani these juice – they're the non-juice balls, the dead balls, and they're feeding Aaron Judge, Judge the juice balls because that was really, again, the only story down the road was – you know, Shohei Otani deserves to win MVP, but Aaron Judge is going to hit 62 home runs and is having one of the best offensive seasons of all time, you know? So, again, like I said, I, 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 I don't know what to take from it. I don't, there, you can't put an asterisk next to it. I agree with that, but I want to finish it made it the game fun. Though. Take yeah. it. Um, I want to put a contrast here. Steroids, it, we, it wasn't a, MLB didn't purposely say, hey, let's go inject much people with steroids to make the game popular, okay? Um, they let it happen as the congressional testimony showed. And I remember I remember watching that testimony and being like, wow. Um, I remember the books that came out. I remember all that stuff. They didn't purposely just go inject players. They turned a blind eye. Um, and as much as we hate to say, it did save baseball. Baseball was dying after the strike. I remember. I remember. It all, except for a few cities like Cleveland with the with the Indians teams they had back then, they were selling every game. A couple other cities were selling every game, but other than that, people people were like, "I ain't going." They didn't want to pay for a bunch of spoiled brats, both both for owners and players. They weren't wanting to do that, and it was a steroid that brought back. But on the flip side of it, the difference here is you have, if true, you have the ownership, you have executives making the decision to alter the play of the game through different baseballs. That is a difference. That is a contrast from the steroid era. It has to be uniform. And it's, again, it's weird that we're talking about baseballs. If you want, if you want a dead ball, then use a dead ball. If you want to use a ball that's a little more lively, then use it for every play, but don't play games with it. If you want more offense, then you take the hit with it. You don't pick and choose and mess with people's careers because people are getting contracts off this stuff, man. And Judge made they are. 360, uh, 360, 380 this year. $380 million because of him. Not, not because of him, but, you know. What did you do to these Yankees pitchers' careers by having them and by seeing their stats go up with this, with this ball? Was they go out for free agency or new contracts? I mean... You're playing this game. And the same for Shohei. What are they doing to Shohei's career? How about the Angels lineup overall? How much did the if if it's true that they use a different ball, how, how did the Angels lineup suffer for it? It sucked no matter what. Let's be honest. Like but but, but, but let's be honest but, though. Hold like, on. I'm not I'm, listen, but we you can't judge like how it changed things. Like if we're gonna look at how the how Garrett Cole being a great example, how his ERA was dramatically inflated in the second half of the year. Then you can, it's fair to say that these different baseballs changed how these guys were hit. 
Andrew Velasquez, his career average was the same as what he put up this well, year. Andrew like, Velasquez and the fact that is we're Andrew running, Velasquez, dude. But you're, running you out there, you're running him out there every single day. He's part of the offense. He's part of the problem. It's all part of the same thing. You, like, can't, you guys cannot say it affected one side in New York and didn't affect the guys in Anaheim if they're using different baseballs. But it's going to affect them. The level of which the, we don't know. We don't have the facts that it did affect the Angels. Like That's just speculation. Well, that's what I'm us. saying. I'm, I'm, we we uh, do know for sure what, it affected What I'm Eagles. saying is if it used, if Shohei had a dead ball, then you would have to assume that it affected the hitters as well. How much, what scale, we don't know. But it, it, you can't have it one way in New York and it affect them with one type of baseball and it not affect the Angels at home either. It's not... It cannot be either or. It's going to be that way, period, depending on what kind of baseball you use. So if we believe that Shohei got the dead ball, then the hitters got the dead ball, and it would affect them. How much? We don't know. As long as the other team got the dead ball, the game the game didn't change. I mean, that, that's my for opinion. Alaska, as as it didn't, everyone... but, yeah. but what about your power hitters? What power hitters? We were running okay, how about Mike this? Ford you know, out there, hold David on, hold on. Fletcher. How about this? Let's bring this Luis back. Luis had let's his this career back. year. Mike okay, Trout was unbelievable in the second half. He had the best like second half of anybody how in How did Mr. Ward's power hitting change the second half of the year? I, I don't know. How how many times did he get hurt before? He got hurt three times before the second half. But again, we you cannot say, if you're saying... The type of baseball they use in New York affected their pitchers. And you can't say it didn't affect the hitters in Anaheim if they use a dead ball. You can't. But, that would, but that's like Oakland saying, oh, man, we got the dead balls and we only won 60 games. Like, well, it, you, it got 20, you got 25, Oakland 30 years of people using a dead ball in, in Colorado when they when they went from being a jumping ball to, hey, we better freeze these baseballs in the humidor and everybody's numbers go down. doesn't mean they didn't have bad, they had bad numbers, but their numbers went down, especially if you're a power hitter. But everyone was using the same ball, so it didn't change the game. And, Mike, and, you're, and you're using Mike Trout. Mike Trout's like – he's flipping Mike Trout. He's jacked. I mean – It would be different if we were running out a major league lineup. We were running out a triple-A lineup in, in that time of the season. You can't – I mean, you maybe – how about this? It may have been a guy who would hit 15 home runs or 10 home runs with a regular ball. They get a dead ball, they're going to hit six or eight. I'm not talking like, hey, a guy would have hit 30 with a normal ball and only hit 10 this year. That's what I'm saying. Does that make more sense? Yeah, but like Rangifo had a good second half. Like there were guys on the team that had good second halves. It's it's hard to really pinpoint what what if it was only on Shohei Otani pitching days? What if we were getting the the juice balls the rest of the days? Let's just bounce it back. It we don't even know. Like did did Otani even did Otani have a dead ball? We don't. We don't know, right? Maybe he didn't, and this is all a Yankee thing. His his ERA was in the first half was two point three two. His ERA in the second half was was uh, two point two three. So it didn't drastically bad, change. You look at Nestor Cortez on the Yankees. His ERA went down in the second half. Uh, Garrett Cole's went up a full point in the second half. So I mean. Yes, really, Garrett because Cole of one could've... start, though. He gave up 10 or something in one start. It was a yeah. bad start. Yeah, and and again, we talk about feel for the ball, and I've worked with Garrett Cole before, and I know it's a feel of the ball thing for him. Um, and, and, you know, I know how special Garrett Cole is. So it could have been 
100%. The ball's a little softer. The ball's a little harder. The ball's a little slipper. I uh, look at how many walks he probably had during that game. I'd guess he had six six walks if he gave up eight, uh, eight or nine runs in that game. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest here. The stats don't prove anything. This uh, this article that came out proved something if they did the research on it, that they found three different types of balls, a softer ball, um, the Goldilocks ball in the middle, and the the juice ball that supposedly they were feeding to the Yankees but um, and feeding in the postseason. And other than that, we don't know that. We don't know anything else besides that. So it'll be interesting. I don't know if it hurt the Angels down, down the stretch. Um, they didn't have a good lineup. It is what it is. You know, maybe they were giving – in non Shohei Otani starts, they were giving Mike Trout these juice balls because he hit 40 home runs. But I mean, Mike Trout is also the best player that ever played the game to ever step on this baseball field. So one of the best hitters of all time. So I, I don't, you know, it's it's hard to tell. It it really is. I would assume though, if uh if you know this I, I would I would believe that this article is fairly true and the research behind it is true. Um, and and knowing Rob Manfred, it doesn't surprise us at all with the rule changes he's made by any means. And, and here's what's going to happen again. This It's going to be the exact same thing that happened this year that happened last year with all the new rule changes. They're going to come in with the dead ball um, or they could flip it around. They could come in with the juice ball and say, um, hey, look, our rule changes are working. The offense is the offense is hitting. And then in the second half, not, you know, go to the dead ball again. Um, which is exactly what we thought they would do last year, which is start with the dead ball to prove that the sticky stuff wasn't a wasn't the culprit. There was nothing wrong there. Um, and that's kind of what we saw, and everybody kind of mellowed down and forgot about it. And then they put in the juice ball later on, and you know, we we kind of saw I, I would assume we saw more runs. I I we'd have to go look at the stats, but I would assume we saw more runs in the second half. Um, you know, and we saw a little bit more fun of baseball too. So, I looked it up. Garrett Cole gave up six runs against the Mariners at home. Three home runs, only one walk. That Mariner lineup was very good at that time, though they were very hot. That was when they were really getting going. J. Rod was was Sunday hitting. Sunday baseball game. Sunday uh, ESPN. It game? might have it, it might have been. Yeah, there you go. So, so I mean, there's something. Juice balls there anyway. The Angels had a the Angels had a bad lineup last year. Um, it, you know whether or not they were getting juice balls or not you know you expect Mike Trout to hit you expect Shohei Otani to be a good hitter um you know Luis Renifo took good steps forward from last season whether he was getting juice balls or not it'll be interesting to see though if he plays center field can I leave it at that for team team Columbia for team Columbia he might be it might be Mike Trout's replacement out there at some point oh boy But, yeah, I think uh, I grabbed that full circle. So, just, any other questions? Though, I'm ready to go home now. I was just going to say this is this does make you a little bit more excited for what the Angels had have done this offseason, getting a guy like Renfro, uh, getting a guy like Gio Urshela, who hopefully will be able to hit better than an Andrew Velasquez or Jared Walsh the way he hit last year. And same thing, Renfro should be able to hit better than Adele and Moniak when they were at Angels. Like, so that's exciting. Hopefully, this helps the Angels this year and. You know, the Angels are, are on the right side of, of 500. So, any other comments at all, since we just had a whole conversation about balls? I'm good. I think In a non-perverted sense, by the way. I, I am shocked that this didn't get out into the uh, public a little bit more, you know? I know, again, MLB is denying it, but... I mean, I, I don't really think that... I mean, call me the pessimist... 
I would say call me a conspiracy theorist. But then again, in the past couple of years, conspiracy theorists have actually been the ones who have been proven true. I don't, but I don't really trust media anymore. Um, and I'm saying that as somebody who's been in the media for a long time. If there's a really big agenda. Um, and when there's money involved, it takes an awful lot of courage for someone to speak up. The person who wrote this article had some courage, I'll tell you that much. Um, and not, not a whole lot of outlets are going to talk about it. And also, I hate, I mean, <laughs> how do I say this? Um, there's also a really good chance that many people won't get it. Like, I didn't know what the story was about when you guys sent it over. And you explained it one time, like, okay, got it. Get what, get what it is. If I'm honest, most journalists out there that I've come across, how do I say this? Nate, can you help me out here, negative Nate? Um, they don't care? No, I think it's more than that. I think it's more than they don't care. There are some really dumb journalists out there. Well, I mean, yeah, and we, I'm we've talking seen it with... Stupid. We've what? seen it with, I mean, we saw it all winter meetings long. How many times during the winter meetings do we see guys get things wrong? And I'm not going to name names, even though I know everyone no, wants man, to name, name them. A, out. A, a certain John Heyman, a Bob Nightingale. About you know, what? About oh. Bob Nightingale's one of the worst. But why? John so Heyman case, so literally guaranteed, so guaranteed Aaron Judge was going to the Giants. He was like, it's a done deal. Aaron Judge is a Giant. Everyone freaked out. Next day. Ooh, Aaron Judge signed with And the then him and backs off, right? He's like he slowly yeah, backs away. Yeah, and, and Nightingale did the same thing multiple times. And and you know, you can go back to when Trevor Bauer was a free agent. They even had Nightingale saying Trevor Bauer was gonna be a Met. And you know, now he's a nobody. Um, so yeah, it, it it's in the media right now. I think everyone is so concerned with being first, and I've said this that everyone wants to be first because their name gets out there, that they aren't necessarily caring about being right and when you when you see stories like this if they're not first then they're kind of like you know what whatever i wasn't first my name's not next to the article my name isn't the one that people are, are talking about so you know what who cares i think that's well, they what's don't care wrong about with the, the media credit, don't you, dude yeah they, exactly. they don't care about the crib but really they they're dumb not all not all but you would be surprised how many dumb journalists I've met over the course of time and they're getting dumber. And one of that is a simple, they, they don't really do a whole lot of journalism programs anymore in colleges. And a lot of these people do want going somewhere to get school. And, and they're, I mean, they're somebody living on their parents' basement for the first 10 years of their career. Don't know anything. Just blog something and bam, here we are. Uh, but on the flip side, that some of the most intelligent journalists I've met wouldn't be your traditional journalists. They're your podcasters. And I've been saying this for a long time. They're the people who will sit down and watch 162 games for a team and live and die with the team. And if you can get past the, the fact that they're going to be homers, and get into what they're saying, you're going to find some of those intelligent, articulate baseball analysts out there. And it's in your podcast or same for football, really the same for football. You want good football information. 
listen to a good football podcast and you're going to get insight you won't get on ESPN or anywhere else. So I guess it's a plug for us because this is what we do. Tap the bell on the bottom of the screen on YouTube. Please subscribe. We're halfway there. <laughs> Don't forget. I was waiting for someone to do it. It should have been me. Okay, it's time for us to go. Follow Nate at Nate Green 34 Follow me at DC Paula. And follow Jared underscore Tims. They got the website going. I believe we're there, right? Yeah. We've got to go. Yep. Couple articles, articles going out. as well. And it's going to change the time for me to get back to writing. In the meantime, we're out of here. Have a great one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.